Hello and welcome to my podcast, You've Got to Be Joking, with me, Bunny Jane. Uh, this week I'm going to be talking about, as promised, uh, stripping. Well, because I've been going on about it for such a long time and that's the reason why I started this, po- this podcast. is a prelude into my book that I've written, You've Got to Be Joking, and it talks about me and my story with stripping. And, well, it is a three-year story. I'm kind of still going through the editing of the book now and kind of like forgetting I'm like rereading uh some of the stories that I like not like, like I've written written about like the experiences that I've had and the people that I met and like crazy I know this I've said this before like cannot believe that I'm still alive talking to you in this situation it's actually insane um now some of you have sent in your messages I'm just going to get them up really quickly um just to kind of answer those first of all because I think some of them are quite good uh conversation starter around this whole subject okay so first one let me get this up okay first one it says how old were you um when you started stripping I was 19 so a long time ago I'm 33 now so the reason I got into it was because I wanted to go to music college and my parents are not at all rich so of course something like that is quite expensive and I didn't want to kind of put my mum through that because she was a single parent and my dad wasn't kind of around at that time of me being quite young so I couldn't have asked them for money and the only really way of me doing it was doing it myself and I think at the time I was working at, I think I was working either at, like, in hospitality or something like that, along those lines of just working in bars or however, you know, what you do when you're 19. Um, So how it came about was, um, in Bournemouth, where I'm from, there is a place called, well, there was a place called Wiggle. I'm not sure if it's still there now. Um, me and my mum were sat across the road having lunch one day and I was like I just don't understand how I'm going to make this money to get into this music academy and she was like well you could be a stripper I was like what she's like you could be a stripper I was like mum come on she's like no no honestly you could Meg you've got a good body like you're confident yeah you know it's like mum I can't get even get naked in front of someone that I'm like sleeping with let alone in front of some random guy who's like like paying for me like absolutely not the idea like absolutely made me go into myself and I thought uh maybe that's a good thing maybe this is kind of scary in a good way so maybe I should explore that so um being like my mum being daring and being ballsy I decided to go and have a audition so I auditioned and I got the job and from there started a three-year journey which fucking hell taught me so much and actually from what I've heard from people being in strip strip clubs and the way that they've spoken about men it actually is the complete opposite for me and how I learned about men people say that they are exhausted by them and they kind of hate them and they've become man haters from this when actually I don't feel that way at all I felt like it taught me very much the opposite but I'll dive deep into that at another point uh, because I feel like that's going to be quite a, sens- a sensitive su- uh, subject because especially if um, you don't agree with me but you know equally this is my opinion so you don't have to take it uh, uh, with a pinch of salt whatever you want to do anyway next question why did you do it and uh, was it hard well 
the reason I did it was because I wanted to get into music school and pay for that myself, as I just said. Um, and was it hard? My fucking God, was it hard? Yeah, fucking hell. It was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life because I never, ever was confident within myself, with my body at all. And I never, even like I said, sleeping with someone was so difficult because I would have to have the lights off under the covers if I was having sex with them. They would never be able to see me naked. So this whole thing of like getting naked in front of a fucking stranger... <laughs> It's just like fucking mental to me. Like I couldn't even get my head around it, which was mental. Um, so yeah, it was really hard. Um, and there were times where actually it was really hard because um, you'd go home minus some nights, minus money. And I'll explain that as well in detail. Because um, there's so many ins and outs that people don't really know about stripping and like how that world works. It's like a whole underworld of like different rules and like crazy stories I've got so much to tell you like I can't even begin to explain where this whole story unravels and how it's made me who I am today like all these different things that I've learned and the people that I've met along the way that has equally been scary traumatizing and a lot of the time been in very scary dangerous situations which again very interesting to hear about but equally I'm like why did I do that to myself at 21 like that's fucking mental uh next question says was it scary um and how how long did you do it for um yes it was scary it was same thing as like was it hard was it scary yeah it was scary because I think you're kind of like learning more about yourself and like um meeting new people and putting yourself in very vulnerable situations and also putting yourself on the line this is probably where my drinking started you know it was probably then because I couldn't have done that job sober. There's no fucking way. And it's kind of the same as, it's kind of the same as dating-ish because, you know, you are kind of, meet. you essentially you are trying to sell yourself to a stranger in a way, aren't you? Roundabout kind of situation. So yes, very scary. It's like dating, it's like going on a first date every single time, but um, trying to sell yourself so much so that they, that guy wants to see you naked for 20 quid it's fucking weird but it's so interesting there's so much to dive in with this whole situation oh this is a really good question actually interesting um because i feel like this can also go into the whole world of stripping can actually lead into sex work so did you ever sleep with anyone for money interesting question now i didn't because i always felt like if i did that even if I'd got paid, like, handsomely well. Never said that in my life, who am I? Handsomely well. <laughs> um, we're going with it, okay? Handsome, I wasn't paid, if I was paid handsomely well, we're sticking with it, we're going with it, we're running with it, um, that I still would have that memory in my mind for the rest of my life. So for me, no, not it wasn't something like that I could ever do because it was just, it was way too, I'm far too emotional when it comes to sex, even if it's like a one night stand, it would have to be someone that I was talking to for a little while and had kind of like a connection with, I don't know that I could have gone home with some guy from the club um, for him to pay me money, I just, it just wouldn't work well with me, so I decided to very much keep it within the club, not not sleeping with people, people in the club obviously, but um keeping it within the club and keeping myself safe 
But I also did put myself in very, very dangerous situations, whether now I would have not done that. And I will go into those in uh, further depth as well. Um, so, yeah, it was a very, it was a very um, interesting experience because I feel like you are involved in that whole sex world. It is a whole other world that you, you're not told about. So the first night that I got there, I was like this. So complete opposite of what I am now. So not tattooed at all. Completely natural, long, kind of like strawberry blonde hair. Kind of freckly, slim built gal who had no idea about the world of sex. Barely watched porn. um, You know, just had no idea about like what I was dipping my into which was the world of sex and you know essentially is sex work stripping so getting into that world at 19 uh 19 kind of like bordering on 20 like my god the lessons it taught me I can't tell you how strong it made me as a person and how resilient it made me towards people and to this day still use those um different scenarios and those different things those kind of like uh experiences as a learning curve for everything that I've gone through in my life so far and like it's definitely taught me what I felt about men was kind of wrong in a way and the reason I feel like that is because I feel like men are painted in such a bad light and yes they are some of them are awful people but I feel like women can equally be just as bad and I've experienced that firsthand working within that um industry because actually I had way more problems with women than I did with the men I actually felt like in that industry the men were very straightforward almost like and forgive me for saying this dogs because they're much easier they have a very easy way of looking at life if that makes sense so like they're very straightforward so they think about sex eating sleeping and just like the very kind of basic necessities of life obviously of course they have their ins and outs of um all the other stuff that goes in between but their very basic needs are those and if they're met then they can be very happy people um it's very different for women because we have very a lot going on under the surface and I feel like you know, everyone's different, of course, but I feel this is what I learned with men, is that they are very straightforward human beings, and actually, a lot of them that I met were very lovely, and just wanted to have a chat, and like, if they got to see you naked for 20 quid, then fucking quid's in for them, because they're like getting to see a naked girl, and who the fuck, what guy on the planet isn't happy to see a naked girl, like, they're the luckiest guy in the whole world to see you naked, you've got to remember that, that guy's are very straightforward in that respect and I thought it was kind of sweet in a way like I know that I've heard a lot of different opinions on people that have worked in that industry and yes it is absolutely tiring it is and doing it for three years was a long fucking time and by the end of it I was ready to throw in the towel and I did and the reason I threw in the towel was because I always said if I met somebody that I fell in love with that that I would quit and I did. I met my ex and subsequently we, you know, stayed together for nearly 10 years. So, of course, I wouldn't have given 
I would have given that up for anything. That's my whole life I've been searching for love. And I think that's what everybody's searching for. And that was part of my journey was being a stripper and learning how to kind of navigate through that and trying to live in a world that was very unique compared to a lot of people living a normal life. I was only working like two days a week, I think it was. And I think, well, I was still at college as well. So I put myself through music school whilst I was stripping a couple of nights a week. And doing that whilst drinking and having a hangover and going in and singing and trying to do this whole world was exhausting, but I still did it. And I learned so much from it. And those girls that I worked alongside, my God, the most resilient fucking bitches I've ever met in my life. And to this day, probably people I will never, ever forget. I, w- I just won't. They'll be ingrained in my brain, like, forever. Because they are and have been the most interesting people I've ever met in my life. Because they're so ballsy. It's crazy. Like, the stories that I am going to tell you in snippets of the book. Because I can't, obviously, give all of it away. Because you've got to have a little bit of something to wait for. But there's so many stories, so many juicy little bits and bobs that are just like unbelievable. And that's why it's called You've Got to Be Joking because there's so many stories that you're like, that's got to be a joke. That can't be real because how is that your life? And I'm like, I know, this is insane. Like, this is exactly why I have the compulsion to tell you because if I don't tell you of all these things that I've been through, then it will just kind of be lost in the universe. And I feel like people should hear it because it's it's crazy there's a whole nother world of like everything that I've uh, experienced but yeah I'm going to read you a little tiny bit a tiny snippet from the book um I'm just going to find a little bit for you that kind of explains one of the the evenings uh I actually was reading the other day and it was quite funny where is it okay Okay, so where are we? Okay, so I'll just start from the beginning because that's where you start in a book. You don't read a book back to front because that doesn't make any sense. Um, So it says, I'm 19 years old and I've been stripper for one year and a bit now. So that might not sound like very long, but things I've experienced within those eight months have been rather hilarious. And I would like, if you wouldn't mind, to share a few with you. So my first night I did was at a club in my hometown called Fiores Only. Now, I'm sure a lot of you know and have heard of that classic strip club chain. We've all been there on nights out because that sometimes is the last place to end up after the night ends. Um, I started naive and nervous and walked out to the floor of a club the strip club in a Primark top as I wore as a dress and from what I can remember it was like um kind of longer on the sides and low cut at the front with kind of like tassel uh situation under the boobs so it was kind of like a I was like oh this is great for dancing (laughs) what the fuck did I know seriously um and a pair of heels that are kind of had the worn down heels from a night out you know when you can hear someone clip cocking clip cocking oh, i can't really speak clip cocking oh, i still can't say it. clip clocking down the road with the metal bit showing that's exactly what i had on for this fucking audition and, and i'll see some classic black under, underwear underneath 
Uh, I really can't talk today. What's going on? Um, so the audition beforehand was the most nerve-wracking experience. Now, the reason for this is because obviously, like I said before, I'd never really gotten naked in front of anyone apart from someone that I was with. And even that was difficult. So having your tits out in front of like this club manager who has kind of like seen it all before, it definitely wasn't the best feeling in the world. When he's probably thinking like, what a fucking amateur. Like, come on. Like, looking at his clock, like, come on, babe, hurry up, will you? And wearing my top as a dress, like I said, and my H&M undies, the manager tells me to get on stage and dance one song with the dress on and then one with the dress off and your tits out. So my palms are, like, sweating. Eminem styley, I'm feeling sick. And then guess what song comes on? Of all songs he could have played, he put Akon Smack That on the speaker. Okay, we're going in. Fine. Comes on full blast and I'm awkwardly dancing around this pole, which is covered in what looks like, I think, fake tan. It's quite grotty. And how fucking delightful, I thought, actually. I was like, wow, yum. Uh, Instant fake tan from the girls who work here. That's what I could imagine anyway. I was just like, what the fuck is this build up on this pole? It's gross. And as if the song couldn't get any longer for the second song uh, comes on. And this is when I'm trying not to get my dress stuck around my neck, uh, strangling myself on stage for for a pure asphyxiation show. Um, You know, a bit more than a sexy strip club and fully embarrass myself um, as much as physically fucking possible because that's just my luck, isn't it? Um, So dress comes off. And now the bra, I'm trying to unhook at the back, you know, breathing. My ha- my hands are sweating at this point. And I'm like, you've got this. You've fucking got this. You've got this. It's fine. You've got this. It's fine. I'm clipping the bra. But I know, chuck the bra to the side as the nerve butterflies ate away of the inside of my stomach lining. Or was that maybe just the cheap wine that I downed before to kind of calm my nerves? Probably a, a roll of the two, you know, like a little bit of a... Um, a cocktail in the stomach um so I looked at the manager's face and he was not bothered like almost like you know clock watching like I said and bored of the tragic dances he's watching to kind of like all of these different girls that are trying to audition trying to get this job and maybe they'd done it before this is for me was my first rodeo totally going in blind going straight in the deep end as I hobble off stage like picking up um all my little bits and bobs from the floor that I'd kind of like thrown off like a new, newly born lamb ready for fucking slaughter, quite literally. But it's fine. I swallow down my pride and I carry on dancing as I walk off stage. You know, classic awkward situation. Trying to make things look a bit more professional, but equally awkward and nervous as fuck. You know, when you're just like, why did I do that? Okay, that's fine. He says, I kind of like um, hold my dress and my bra in and over my tits. I kind of scurry back to the next girl who had auditioned before me and we chatted nervously, kind of like biting our nails. Um, The two of us were both 19 and we talked about why we were auditioning and kind of like, you know, that kind of basic chat of being like something in common, trying to kind of like make the the situation a bit more uh, down to earth and calming for each other. So the manager told us we both got the job and that we needed to go and get ready for the night that was ahead of us. And I was like, what, what, hang on, we need to get ready. But I thought I was ready. 
as in this dress, as I'm wearing a top and um, my heels, kind of curled my hair a little bit. I didn't look like a stripper, I not at all. I had like a, a glimpse of makeup, if that, a bit of uh, mascara and a tiny bit of Vaseline on my lips. It was really not the vibe that um, I knew myself to be getting into. So he walks us downstairs to, there's a change room filled with naked girls, tanning from head to toe with a tanning mitt. Now, I didn't have a clue. Obviously, like I said, bare face without any makeup. I felt like the naked, strawberry blonde haired girl wearing only a little bit of mascara and a bit of Vaseline on the lips. And some ghost perfume. Don't know if you remember that. Um, the classic. You know absolutely was a thing of that age can't even remember the year but 2000 and something um it was crazy when I walked into that room it was just like you know what you could imagine like white was so the strip club itself was like really dark dimly lit and not elegant in the slightest it was like purple floors with gold trimming and like diamantes in the um the seats and that kind of that that kind of thing very 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 dimly lit so even on the stage it would be like a pink light over um over the girls so you can you can see them with their clothes off but you can't really see in detail their whole situation you know and you didn't get fully naked on stage now i think that's literally something that you would only really do in America um that's what I've seen anyway it's quite full-on in America compared to uh here but then the first place that I did work at was pretty fucking mental and I will talk more about that as well it's um just like it's wild it's absolutely wild um don't know if you remember the body spray as well so kiss me I'm pretty sure I had one of one of those in my bag (laughs) as a backup to the ghost fucking hell so funny um so I was like hardly the glamorous type. I feel like over time I've become this because I'm like, I love fashion and all that kind of stuff. So I've kind of learned that over time. That's like who I like to be. And at this time in my life, I kind of was a bit more like, I don't know, like hippie, grungy. I don't really know. Um, my boyfriend at the time was a bit of a stoner and a skater. So I was trying to like... Um, well, my boyfriend before that, because I wasn't with him when I started doing the job. But um, before that, I was kind of like, he rubbed off me a little bit. So I became like this kind of like grungy skater. I don't even know what the fuck it was. Kind of like preppy type. Um, yeah, I walked downstairs and I felt like a virgin. I was just like, Wow. I was more of a girl next door type than the glamour puss as, as you'd expect from the classic stripper kind of look, you know, from what I can imagine in my brain of a stripper, I think like head to toe tanned, really big blonde hair, really, really curled extensions, loads of um, f- uh, mascara or like fake eyelashes, big lips, a uh, beautiful face, massive tits, massive ass, tiny waist legs longer than the m1 that's what i can kind of imagine as a stripper and there was a room downstairs filled with these girls that were just glamour pussies that's what i could look at i was like 
I was walking into a film set. That's what it felt like. The clear stripper heels, they're a thing. Of course they are. That's where they come from. And I have tried to walk in those. My God, I don't know how. Like, seriously, like, amazing that people can walk and dance in those. Like, it was never my vibe. I always went for, like, a a going out heel or, like, a, yeah, I never really weirdly back then didn't really pay much for my clothes I think that came of uh growing up and kind of getting into designers and kind of stuff like that I didn't not understand what these dresses were so they're like a dance they're a dancer dress like what the fuck is a dancer dress you ask okay so it's like a piece of material which covers your boobs and your bum and then was kind of longer at the back in diamantes and made out of like cheap material that it looked like it was literally flammable and if it did and did catch light at any moment you'd fucking go up in flames and you'd be dust in a couple of seconds it was like pure flammable situation and every single one of these girls had them on and there was also in every strip club i don't know if there is still now but there's uh someone called a house mum so a house mum is someone who kind of like essentially looks after the girls but do they i'm not sure that they do from what i've learned with house mums is that they like to sell they sold their dresses which is the dresses i was talking about or there'd be a guy that'd come in like outsourced who would come in like on every saturday and he'd have like a new dress uh rack of like all these dresses which were just i can't even explain them because they're like another level of tacky like but they were so great at the same time because whoever it's almost like you know when you used to dress your barbies i mean i was more of a kind of like let's flush barbie's head down the toilet um more than dressing her up um but those dresses that barbie used to wear to go like out shopping that's exactly what they were like they were like these really skimpy stomach out covering and tit covering the ass and kind of like um to one side with one leg out if that makes sense so like kind of like dangling over open leg I can't even fucking explain it but you know what I mean like trying to explain the way that the the diagonal dress goes to one side and you've got one leg out so the pants were at the front were kind of showing so it was like a sexy kind of dress but just covered your ass at the back it's fucking I don't know how people came out with this so it's kind of like underwear but like you'd have to wear these dresses until a certain amount of time so past I think it was like past nine o'clock so this the club would open at like seven you'd have to wear the dresses until nine I don't know what where this comes from but it's like was part of the rules of the club so you go up put your dress on and everyone's like oh I can't be asked for the dresses because once you get past nine o'clock you could go upstairs and change into like fantasy wear so you could go upstairs and put on like a nurse's outfit or you could be a sexy sexy secretary sec oh I can talk sexy secretary or like you know whatever you wanted like a really sexy lingerie set and that was normally what I went for so I normally went for your classic stockings suspenders heels obviously I wasn't gonna be wearing flats because that would be really unflattering um a garter belt which I kind of pulled up halfway and then uh, a thong or some Frenchies and um a bra obviously but kind of always kind of went for that kind of like lacy gorge vibe I was kind of more bougie in that but I didn't really like the um 
I was never really one for dress up. So for me, I was a bit like, mm, don't know that I could really pull it off. And I did try a few times, but I didn't really feel like I was myself. Maybe that's why I didn't do so well, because I didn't really go into that whole uh, world of like dressing up and being a fantasy for a guy, if that makes sense. So, you know, maybe if I did, I would have made better money. So that was interesting. So I just went on a tangent. Um, what was so interesting about walking down into that room and seeing all those girls who were clearly very confident in themselves and in their bodies, which is something that I had never, ever come across um, really in such a high amount of people in one room. Because normally a lot of the people that you meet in day-to-day life are not that confident. So being in a room full of really confident people who are doing this job because they're, you know, confident within their body and they're able to make money from their body is quite an intense and overwhelming feeling because you're like wow I'm gonna have to try and step up to these people because it's a dog eat dog situation in this like they're not gonna look after you these girls that is competition for them so you're dressing yourself up like to the nines every single night and putting every single of like energy into your being if you don't then you can go home minus and that's scary because you pay a house fee now the house fee i'm going to explain so it's quite confusing every single place i went to that i worked at whilst doing this job it was really uh different uh especially in london so i was i think i worked in bournemouth for about a year and the house fee was strange so it was like i think the first club I worked at was 160 a night. So how many dances is that? I actually had to count on my hands. That's how bad I am maths. Eight dances, just FYI, for those that are bad at counting, like me at 33. Um, eight dances I'd have to do. So £20 a dance to make my money back. So you'd pay that at the beginning of the night and you would then be on the floor so from I've, I say the floor as in like the strip club floor so you go down for seven o'clock I think you'd be had to be there for like six or before to be ready and be on the floor for seven if you're on the if not on the floor for seven you'd get a fine now the world of stripping was a constant fine situation they will try and find you for anything quite literally anything having your phone out not allowed having chewing gum not allowed giving your number to a customer of course not allowed but obviously still did if you met someone fit then you were obviously going to give your number out um so many different things so many different rules and it was kind of hard to buy by them especially when you had a drink and you're texting your friend and they're like are you going to come out after work or you know whatever if it's a friday night or texting someone that you're seeing or like that you're interested in of course you're going to be checking your phone if there's no one on the fucking floor and there's no customers in so it was quite annoying it felt like being at school again in a really fucked up sort of way um a school where you got naked for money Funny, funny enough it's such a weird strange environment and a world to be in but what a, an amazing one to try and explain for a story because it's it's like yeah a whole different world a whole different universe so yeah walking into that room felt like wow I'm stepping into a whole different world I'm dipping my toe into something that I have no idea about and what an exciting journey I felt like I had in front of me I was scared shitless shitless like I was cacking my pants at this point because I was like I don't know how I'm going to do this 
And I know for a certain fact that that cheap £5 wine got me through it because if I hadn't been drinking that, I don't know how I would have talked to any of these guys. Now, the first guy I um, spoke to was someone in his, at the time, mid-30s. I think he must have been late 30s because his hair was quite badly receding. So, I mean, the people of my age who are 33-ish, they've still got most of their hair, if not the whole lot. So... It's either that or he had bad genes. Um, so I kind of like scurried up to him, really nervous, like tail between my legs, very, very obviously looking around, thinking, oh my God, am I gonna get, am I getting looked at by these girls? Like, what are they thinking about this new virgin girl walking onto their tarmac? They're looking at me like I'm the new, um, they're predators and I'm the prey because they don't want me to succeed, succeed in this. And if I do, they're not going to like me. Or maybe they will. That's another interesting thing about this whole thing is that I think the people that do well in this business, they will work out who is great and then they will stick with that person too because double teaming sometimes can work. And I will also tell you about those stories too, about double teaming and how that has been a whole nother world as well. Like, um, yeah, so many stories. I couldn't even, I like, you know, when you're like talking about something and like loads of stuff keeps on coming up and you're like, I could talk about that, but I could go, I will go into that, but not right now. So I start talking to this guy, receding hairline, as we said, mid thirties, I think late, late thirties. He was on a stag do with one of his friends, I believe, um, blurred memory. I sat next to him in the sunken chairs, which smelled very much like a night out, you know, like wine had been splattered and tried to be cleaned off, or maybe hadn't been cleaned off. It was a very much like a sticky floor club situation, although the place was carpeted because they always were carpeted, which is even more gross because you can imagine the smell. So imagine those old days of those clubs that were pretty stinky and you walked in and you're like, wow, that's a real, a real smell you won't forget that's what it was like so I sat down I was having my cheap glass of house white wine talking to this guy very mediocre tra- chat sorry and um we were talking about just life and he asked me how long I've been doing this for and I actually said it's my first night and he was like oh his kind of like eyes pricked up like he just heard like oh okay all right then she's a virgin this one I could take her for a little ride I was like well yeah it's my first night and I'm kind of nervous and yeah would you want to go for a drink a drink I said I mean I, I mean a dance and he kind of laughed and I um he was like yeah no I'd love to go for a drink uh and then a dance if you want and I was like okay yeah I was thinking in my head fuck 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 I'm gonna get fucking naked in front of this guy I don't even fucking know him is this is this wrong like what am I doing this is mental come on like am I doing the right thing anyway gulp that down shut up there's a million thoughts going through my head and I'm like nope just do it because it's part of the story it's part of your journey you have to do it this is going to be something amazing I could feel it bubbling in my bones like something was going to happen so I lead him into the dance room which is a dimly lit room now in these dance rooms it's quite small I think there's like six booths so they're kind of like cordoned off kind of but you're not really so it's like so the guys can't see each other but the girls can see each other if that makes sense so if you're doing like a double show um the girls can swap over if that makes sense 
um, dimly lit. There's kind of like these horrendous, um, what I can only imagine is being in like a Thought Park ride with the flickery fake candles on the wall for like a horror ride, if you know what I mean. That is what they had on the walls. I mean, the decor for these places, oh my Christ, like just awful, but somehow it worked. I don't understand, but yeah, that's how it is in that world. So I sit him down and I'm like, um, did you want topless or fully nude? <laughs> Would you like topless or fully nude, sir? Um, still with my hospitality accent there for you. Um, of course, he went fully nude because, you know, had to be done, I suppose. It was my first ever nude dance and wow, I was fucking shitting my pants. Didn't know what to do, didn't know where to look, didn't know how to work the whole situation. Now, how it works is that £20 will buy you two songs, exactly the same as a stage show. So the first song, you have a fully clothed situation and the second song, you are topless. So topless, but also the pants come off. Now that is completely up to you if you want to do that, but most of the time, obviously it pays to do that and not everyone was just doing topless dances. They were kind of doing that on the floor of the club and in the private rooms, it was purely for new dances and double dances. So a song comes on, cannot remember the, for the life of me what it was, but the cheesy songs that get played in strip clubs, you can only imagine. Um, Black Velvet was a classic that was always on. So a lot of cheesy ballads were playing in the background, which always helps to get kind of like a little bit sexy in the moment because they are those kind of songs when you've had a couple of drinks that really, really help you move your body. So the first song comes on. I'm kind of going to go with Black Velvet because if that is what's coming to my mind, maybe that is the first song that came on. Um, and I'm trying to sexily move sexily is that a word we're going to use it sexily move in front of this receding guy uh, late mid 30s I'm gonna go with that um and he's got his hands back you're not allowed to touch okay so the rules you cannot touch the customer the customer cannot touch you there's no simulation of oral sex no simulation of touching yourself or touching yourself in general you cannot kiss a customer you're not allowed to chew gum and obviously no phones allowed so the song comes on I am nervously shaking I take another sip of my wine and I'm trying to dance with this stupid bloody dress that I'm wearing as a top um sexy compared to other, these other girls I just look like an absolute wreck on a night out to be honest with you but I carry on doing it and the second song comes around pretty rapidly and I'm like oh my fucking Christ okay now I've got to get naked for this guy everyone around me is already naked they've got that they've whipped that dress off with like a, an instant finger click of a movement because they are literally professionals and I'm like naive idiot who doesn't know anything to do with dancing like this um yeah in front of a stranger like what Okay, so dress comes off. Try not to like connect my earring and rip that out of my head as well whilst I'm doing it. I slide that next to him and kind of like look him in the eyes trying to be sexy. And... 
I just can't believe it. I'm naked. I am naked. And the pants are off. Fuck. I thought it was it was a lot. And I kept on saying, breathe. You've got this. And it felt wrong, but also like very exciting. Like a stranger was seeing me naked for like the first time ever. I was in a room full of girls who were naked. Like, fuck. Like, my pants are off. And I hold them in my hand while I was trying not to whip them off my foot and then trip myself over with the heel getting attached to the pants because it would be exactly my fucking luck and I drop them to the side where my dress is and he does not lose his gaze at my body and I look back up into his eyes trying to hold that connection trying because the adrenaline was pumping through my body and I was like carry on dancing don't stop because he's gonna be like what is happening to this girl it's like musical statues he looked at me and said, what's the biggest cock you've ever had? And I was like, what? Startled in my fucking, like, a rabbit in the fucking headlights. Um, um, I was like, in my head, what the fuck do I say? Lie, just lie, just fucking lie, just fucking lie. Um, probably about nine inches. Um, I was scared, so I replied with obviously a blatant lie, because let's be honest, most guys are not more, more than five inches, if you're lucky, that is. So, yeah, he looked surprised, but also very turned on at the look of his face, on his face. Now, obviously, I know with time now that guys like to hear about those things. Some guys do. I didn't know this was even a world of, like, what people like to hear about other people having sex and what you enjoy. Like, I didn't know anything to do with sex. Like, I was completely naive, completely, like, unaware of the world I was getting myself into. He had a strange look on his face and he was like, God, how I would love to fuck you. And I was just like, wow. I carried on dancing, but I was like, kind of giggled to myself because I was like, what? Is this the kind of stuff that people like girls put up with, like perverts saying stuff like this? But I'm like, well, I suppose it is. Like normal guys would lose their mind when a girl's naked. But there's like a certain power I felt. Like I can't describe exactly what it was. It was far too easy. I took my clothes off in a room, barely lit, where you couldn't see much at all. Like, you couldn't even see my badge. And, well, two minutes later, well, two songs later, pretty much, I've made 20 quid. More than I kind of had made in tips in one night. Now, of course, obviously, the house fee comes into that. But on the first night... They let you have all of the money for free. I think it's because they want to entice you to come back. So I was shocked. I was like, wow, okay. I just made 20 quid in like, what, five minutes? Never done that before. And I didn't really know what this job had in store for me. Like not one ounce of anything. It was a, a whole brand new chapter. And I was like, excited. I was very nervous but I was also very intrigued to see what was coming for me and there was so much so much um I don't know if you just heard my tummy rumbling then sorry I'm absolutely starving (laughs) um but I had to tell you about this story because it's just it's just wild and that is the only the beginning of this story there are so many darker, dangerous, sexy, 
adrenaline pumping moments of this three years that I experienced that are too good not to share because yeah it's wild so any questions about anything that I've spoken about this week I am going to dive more into it I'm going to kind of like trickle it in here and there because I can't give it all away because that's what the book's for but yeah what a crazy journey and that was the first night I went home that night I think with uh let's have a look what does it say oh yeah so I went home with 90 pounds that night more than I'd ever earned in one night for me at 19 as well so I'd obviously I'd only really worked previously like Pizza Hut and like bars where I'd had to work like my fucking ass off and like work myself to the bone for like 20 fucking measly pounds so I went home with 90 pounds that night in cash I don't know why but cash always feels like so much more naughty because you're like this is like illegal but it's not illegal you know what I mean you just kind of feel a bit like oh this is so naughty um so yeah I was ready to make a small fortune and learn from these girls that I knew I had a lot to learn from and I knew it was the beginning of something addictive and that's exactly why I stayed in this job for three years because it was exactly that it gave me freedom to be able to be putting myself through music school and also to only work two days a week and do that alongside it you know and that supported me living in East London, my heart, in Bethnal Green, where it all started, and live great. I lived amazingly from the age of 19, so I've been very lucky in that respect. I feel like I've kind of delved head straight first into the deep end. I'm surprised I've not fucking fractured my neck yet, as touch wood, because that's putting bad energy out there. But yeah, nothing bad. I mean, I have had a few fucking falls, yeah, I have, so maybe I, maybe going straight in deep end is not great sometimes for <laughs> nonetheless good for the stories um but yeah I am going to dive into more of that eventually I'm going to trickle that in each week for you and a little story here and there uh any questions you have of course I'd love to answer anything you want to know about stripping it is for me a whole world I am so insightful about and has taught me a world of different things and loads of different things knowledge wise and experience wise it's been a whole journey emotionally also it's been a lot so yeah any questions anything you want to know please dm me um happy to answer anything and i'll put it on next week's podcast um but thank you for listening to me this week uh you've been with me bunny jane and yeah my podcast you got me joking um also wanted to talk about really quickly why I am Bunny Jane so I don't know I get asked this a lot and my my real name is Meg Meg Rees is my real name and I suppose my alter ego is Bunny Jane now Bunny came from my ex the reason he called me Bunny was because he said that I'm very cute but also like sassy slash bitey not not actually like physically bitey but bitey as in like you know, like, sassy has got a little bit of, like, fire under your belt kind of situation. And Jane came from 
the second part, Bunny Jane, that's my middle name, so Megan Jane, Bunny Jane, um, kind of happened as a joke. So me and my friend Loz were booking New York and I asked what her middle name was and we were kind of laughing because it doesn't sound anything like her, it doesn't like suit her name. We were kind of laughing at each other's, you know, because middle names are funny. And she was like, oh my God, Bunny Jane. And I was like, I actually really like that. It was kind of like the second part of Bunny. So after breaking up with um, my ex, that's where it came from. So now it's Bunny Jane. That is like the new, the second part of Bunny, if you like. So that's where Bunny came from. And it's just stuck. So I'll answer to both Meg or Bunny. But if you know me closely, I think people call me Meg. But I prefer Bunny. So Bunny Jane or Bunny. So that's where Bunny came from, because I keep getting asked, like, where's that come from, and what would you rather be called, and X, Y, Z, and I feel like we live in a world where you should live a world that you want to live in, and live your own little bubble, if you want to, and if you want to have a name, have a fucking name, because why not? You only live once, and that is where Bunny Jane was born. So that's me, Bunny Jane, and this is my podcast, You've Got to Be Joking, and I will be continuing to talk about crazy things that have happened to me in my life um, as a prelude to my book, You've Got to Be Joking, which will be, uh, who knows when that's going to come out, but it's getting, it's getting there slowly, it's getting there slowly, can't wait to share it with you. Um, but yeah, wishing you all a fantastic week, a beautiful, beautiful Monday evening, whatever you may be getting up to um and yeah i will speak to you next week sending you all the love and whatever you might be doing for the rest of the week hopefully work will go quickly for you and you have some fun things happening who knows who fucking knows what's around the corner but yeah sending you all the love and everything that goes into that thank you so much for listening and i'll be back next week take care of yourselves